true. And, and to no one's surprise, Tim liked it all. <laughs> Actually, I think I did. Oh, you did too? I liked it all. Tim did not. Oh, okay. Because usually Tim will eat I'm anything. I like there's sugar in it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim will eat anything. Tim is pretty much known to eat everything but casseroles. Well, we just call him Bakes. And then he eats them. <laughs> and then he eats them. And then he eats them. You or just leftovers. have to rename it. Nope. You just put some cheese on it and call it by yeah. a different name. Hi, this is Heather Lee, and I'm a big-ass runner from Canada, but I'm currently exploring the trails in Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. And here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Heather. That was one of our very first intros and one of my favorites, because it probably gives me a little bit of nostalgia. Thank you for that, Heather. As she said, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 148. We have a power-packed maximum power show for you today in segment number one, Inside the Herd, with the great Elaine Valley. You're going to love learning more about Elaine. Was she a runner growing up? Was she an athlete? What is she training for now? Get to know Elaine in segment number one. In segment number two, she's back. Marcy Baser. And we're going to learn, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know how fun and funny Marcy is. We're still trying to get her to run, but we've at least got her in running gear now. She's wearing the John G gear. But you're going to learn more about Marcy in segment number two. It is so much fun. So you will love segment number two. But first, a few weeks ago, I posted something on my personal Instagram. I think you're, you may be aware that I'm doing a 30-day, now I've extended that to through the end of May, running challenge where I have to run, not have to, I get to run Every day for at least 30 minutes. No questions asked. Don't look at the watch. Just get out and do it. And so I was doing that. And what I tend to do is there's a there's a 30-minute loop in my neighborhood that I'm very comfortable with. I know exactly how far it is. And it goes through where our very first house was when we moved to McKinney 25-plus years ago. So I enjoy running through that neighborhood. And because I'm running on the roads most of the time, haven't quite got to the trails yet. The foot's feeling better, so I think we're going to be on the trails very soon. But I've been running the roads, which is great. But when I do that, I tend to listen to podcasts. Tend to listen to great podcasts. There's one called The Big Ass Runner I like. There's one called Trail to 100 that's amazing. The Ultra Running Guys is another one I love. So... Catching up on podcasts, and it's something I haven't had a chance to do because when you when you do a podcast like this, and we're doing we're doing coaching corral, and man, I I got behind on some podcasts, and so I've been able to catch up during this running streak, which has been really really cool. And so the other day, I posted on Instagram that I completed. I forget what day it was. I completed. Let's say it's day five. I completed day five, and accidentally told a lady that I passed during my run, I love you. 
<laughs> that that sparked a lot of concern <laughs> and questions. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Mainly from my wife, who's like, you have, have so many questions about what happened. And so I want to share with you exactly what happened. So because I'm listening to podcasts while I'm running, I've got my Apple, I don't know what, I, I don't know all the model numbers of the head headphones, the AirPods or whatever they are. It's the noise canceling sit in your ear AirPods. And if you're like me and I'm, you know, I've got tinnitus, so I sometimes my, my hearing's not the greatest anyway. When I'm listening to something on there, you always, when you talk, it's louder than you think. And so I'm running along. I'm not talking. I'm listening to the podcast. I think I was listening to Melody and Jacob on Trail to 100. And my wife called. And I had just seen her because I, she was at home when I left. And I thought, oh, gosh, I need to. I, w- I would answer it anyway. But I'm like, oh, what, what's going on? So I pick it up. And she's just got a question. She's got a work question. She wants to talk through some a scenario with me. So we're talking. You know, we're chatting, chatting it up. It's good because I'm running and it's going to pass in the time. And then as we close the conversation, we close the conversation with, I love you. And just as I say that, I pass a lady on a bike. And I'm sure the I love you was very loud. I don't know if she can see I have AirPods on or not. But she looked at me with this puzzled look and then I think realized what had happened and started laughing. And as did I. It was just funny. It wasn't it wasn't creepy guy telling people they pass, I love you. It was an honest thing that happened. It was quite funny. But she got a chuckle. I got a chuckle. I got to share it on Instagram. Some of you got a chuckle, some of you were concerned. But that's the story of I Love You. So next time you're passing someone and you've got headphones on, just realize if you're talking out loud, it's probably louder than you think. And maybe just for fun, tell them you love them. You know, we need more love in this world anyway. But with that, let's get going on episode number 148, The Big Ass Runner. Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is the one and only Elaine Valley. Elaine, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. We are very excited. I say we, the whole herd, the whole Big Ass Runner herd is excited to talk to you. You've been a friend of the show for a while now. And so we are just excited to get to know you. And so I'd love for you to start with a little bit of your background where where did you grow up where are you from that sort of thing well i grew up i'm from texas and i was uh i raised i was born and raised in west texas over in the panhandle and so i'm a small town west texas girl we had three stoplights a little town called denver city it's right by the new mexico border and so i 
grew up in West Texas, wasn't a lot to do in West Texas except for sports. And so my brother and I, my parents did a really great job of plugging us in to any type of sports that they were going to have. We had basketball, volleyball. My dad was an athlete in college. He played football and he did uh, field events. So he was a really big athlete. So he wanted us plugged in as much as possible. And we were just rambunctious children. So my mom was like, you're going to, you're going to be in any type of league that's coming up. So even on Saturdays, we had bowling. We were in a bowling league every Saturday. So we were bowling. My parents were in a league. So we kind of lived at the bowling alley as well. We did that. My brother played football. He played golf. I did, I did softball. So I was a pitcher of my softball team. And, and then when high school started, you kind of had to make choices. Are you going to be a part of, you know, basketball and volleyball? But instead I was in the band. And so I played horn. So I I was, I was a band person and I I loved every moment of it. And our band was pretty good. And I also did track field events. So I threw the shot put and discus. I did, it was really, I was actually okay in the shot put. And I just kind of, I just kind of did that. Uh, Didn't run at all. I was not a runner. I might've did like a 200 every now and then if we had track practice or something, but it was mostly field events. And you, and did you say French horn? That was your, your instrument. And so I'm curious because my, my kids did a little bit of both. They did some athletics and they did some band and they tended to, as you got into high school and they went to bigger schools, they, they did ask you to sort of focus on one or the other. Did you enjoy the athletic side more? Did you enjoy the musical side more? You know, I liked both of them. Uh, my friends were more in band and I liked, I liked athletics, but you couldn't have both because in our band we had, uh, you know, we had two a days in the summer. We, sometimes we have three a days. And so you'd come in the morning, we would march, we would go all day and then we would do some uh, band practice. And then at night we would have another marching session. So this was serious. Like we were going state, we were competing and uh, you know, we're marching in the festivals and we're traveling with this. This was big time stuff. So all my friends were in band. So I decided just to kind of go the band route and it was, it was great too. I love, I love that as well. So. And w- what was the Denver city? What is the Denver city mascot? What were you guys? I'm so glad you asked. The Denver city mascot was a Mustang. All right. And in my junior year of high school, I tried out and I was the mascot of my high school in, <laughs> in the school. So I wore the, I was a horse. Well, so am I. I, wore, I know, right? <laughs> um, I was a horse and I wore my costume, football games, the basketball games. Little, I loved it. Little kids wanted to come and talk to me. And I actually got to go to cheerleading camp with my cheerleaders on the squad. And I got to go to mascot camp. So part of me was like, maybe I'll be a mascot, you know, when I get in college or something, but that lasted about a year and then just life happens and you just change your ideas and everything. But that was a really fun year in high school. I loved high school. I was just a social butterfly doing everything. Yeah. It seems on brand that you would, with your personality and fun, that you have to be the mascot. That just makes perfect sense. I absolutely loved it. And I mean, 
here's a funny story. Kids would come up and, you know, they're so cruel sometimes, but I didn't care. And they were like, where's your salt lick horse? Like they were making fun of me. I'm like, you're so mean. I, I didn't care. I was, I was part of the cheerleading squad. Like I was selling stuff like cheerleaders and we were just, we were out on the, we we're out on the football field. You know, people are playing game, playing the football. We're like cheering them on. I was just having so much fun. So, you know, I, I think that's where I kind of, where it all started with the cheering people, volunteering and everything. I just like to just cheer people on. And I have my little, especially at these races, I have my little, uh, you know, funny ears and I've got my little cowbell and stuff and I'm just cheering people on. I think I've, I was always kind of destined to be a cheerleader in that, in that regard. I love it. I have a very strong opinion because my kids were in band as well. And I remember my son was in percussion. And they had to be before, like during summer leading up to the school year, they had to be at school the crack of dawn, like two weeks before the football team even started practicing. And they oh, would be absolutely. there. I know I'm speaking to the choir. And they would be there, out there all day long. We had to buy this huge water thing because the kids would be passing out because of the heat. I think the band is underappreciated the amount of work that they put in to be ready to play for the football team. The football team gets all the glory and the band does not. I'm going to stop there, but that's, that's my strong opinion. Well, and I love that they counted that as my athletic period because especially during the marching season, we were out there marching, going through those drills all the time. So, you know, I actually remember losing weight in high school during marching season because you couldn't eat enough. You know, you're just sitting there marching. So yes, it was competitive. If you were late to your spot, I mean, our, we had the best band directors and they, you lost your spot. It happened one time in my life. I was late to class. I lost my spot. You had to go over up to the line and wait for a spot to open up. And you're like, but I want my spot. I know where to go in that spot. And they're like, sorry, you lost your spot. And I'm like, ah, so I go to a different spot. It's totally hardcore because my son told me a story where they were the percussion line. You had to stand still and you couldn't ask to go to the bathroom. And so one of his drumline teammates peed his pants because he was so embarrassed and didn't want to ask to go to the bathroom. We're like, that is awful. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's a hard life in a band world. You know, it's pretty serious too. Like it's serious. We had a very competitive band in the French horn section. And, um, I I don't, I don't know. It was just some of the best time of my life being a part of band, Uh, just being at the football game. I mean, come on, it's Texas. And then we're a small town, like football's life and being like being there. So I would, especially my junior year, I would uh, be the mascot. And then I would, during the halftime, I would go and run and be part of the band. So I'd take off the outfit and then I'd go be a part of the band. And then I'd come back and then I would put the mascot out back on. Man, it was just, it was life, man, in high school. I loved it. It prepared you for aid stations at trail races where you're you're changing gear, shoes and socks and gear and all kinds of stuff. For all of you out there, all you band folks out there, I got your back. I know the big ass runner heard there's a bunch of band folks out there. I got your back on that. Well, I'm curious. So now that's that's high school. You loved high school. You're obviously very involved. Grew up in a small town. What was next for Elaine? So college, I really didn't know where to go. I, I didn't have a, I mean, I had friends, everybody's going to college and I was like, God, where do I go? And 
I thought tech, I was going to go to Texas Tech or I was going to, my friends were going to Angelo or they're going to West Texas A&M. And that's when I kind of got involved in the, in the church. And so my church in high school, the Methodist church, they had a group that was going close to tech, like at a junior college. And they kind of recruited me to help start this college youth group. They're like, we're starting this youth group. We think you'd be fun. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so I was like, uh, let's go to let's go to junior college first. And they were, they kept saying you'll you'll uh, you'll save some money that way. So I saved some money going to junior college, and I was there for two years. And then I was working with the group. We did uh, foreign missions. We were doing working in the ministry and just kind of I became a youth director. And I was just having fun, like you know, being with kids and doing all that. And then it was time to transfer to another college. And I decided to go to tech. It was really, Texas Tech was really close. And then I I joined their Methodist organization. And so I started working with them as well, going to foreign missions. And I just kind of got involved in the church. I kind of dropped off of the, you know, the band's gone. I thought about going to school for band and college and that just kind of dropped off. And and but I really plugged myself into this group of people like with with the church. And and um, that was fun. I just kind of like stopped working out all of college and yeah. did the normal. Let's gain 15, 20, 30 pounds in college yeah. and let's just stay up all night and have fun and play games and just meet a group of people that you really like. So that's kind of what I did in college. Yeah. Workout. There was no workout. There was no running. There was, I mean, like went for a walk every now and then, but there wasn't, I mean, there was Burger King and Pizza Hut. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, okay. So let's, cause you, you've done a 50 miler fairly recently. Oh yeah. And yeah. that was, you know, fairly recently. Now we're rewinding back to college where you weren't working out and you added some weight like a lot of us do. How did you get from that point to running 50 miles? What were some of the milestones that happened between that time? Okay, so we're we're now at a time where I found running. So I moved to I moved to DFW. I came came to Dallas and I had just graduated college and I'd moved to Dallas in 2000. And I'm in Dallas and my friend from Lubbock, she's like, "Let me come visit you." So she comes and visits and we wake up one morning. She goes, I'm going to go for a run. I said, why would you do that? Like, I was like, let's go have breakfast. Let's go do this. And she was like, well, I'm just going to go for a little run. And so she's like, you want to go with me? And I was like, absolutely not. Why would I do that? So she talked me into it. I lasted for about a quarter mile. And I said, so I'll catch you back at the, at the apartment. So I went back to the apartment and she came back and then she started talking to me about she was she was running. She was like, it's really good for her. And I was like, well, maybe I'll I don't know. So she said, OK, Texas Tech, we just graduated. So she was like, how about we do there's a homecoming race for Texas Tech. It's a 5K race. And I'm like, there's no way I can do that. And she said, let's train for it. So we train like all year for this 5K race. And I was kind of in a I was kind of in a crossroads like do I want what, what do I want to do with my life? Cause I just graduated. I, so I decided to change a career path and I went into, I went into education and started like substitute teaching and stuff like she was substitute teaching. She was running. So I just kind of followed what she was doing. I didn't have a lot of direction. So at the same time, 
there was a little gym at my apartment complex. And so I like kind of go into the gym and get on a treadmill <laughs> and it was horrible. Like I, I couldn't even go like a mile and my legs were hurting. And so I started sitting on a, on a bike instead. And then just with consistency, I just started, you know, finally went out I saw there was a little bike path or a little, little, little on the trail, not trail, but just like a, a sidewalk. And I just kept walking and I just kept walking some more. And then I started losing a little bit of weight and I was like, wait a second. Like, this is, is this what y'all, this is what people do. This is kind of cool. So I did the 5k race at Texas tech for the homecoming. And then we trained all year long for the next 5k the next year. <laughs> all I trained was this for this 5k, like look where I'm at now. So trained for the next 5k, but this time, my dad noticed that I was doing all this running and training and he was like, Hey, maybe I could do that too. So he joined us for the awesome. 5k the second year and he, and he's, he got bit by the bug as well. So after that, it was just consistently like I trained for 5ks for like, Oh my gosh, it must've been like five or six years. That's all I was doing. Just running 5ks. I was, I was running with the Dallas running club close to Dallas. I found White Rock Lake and I did Dallas Running Club. And then Run Project had, this is before Run Project was Run Project, but I was running with them. So like all the, you know, Dallas little 5Ks that they had going on. So I started, I started doing that. And I was just a, I was just a 5K runner. And then the year I had my son, the neighbor behind me, I went to her, I went to her house and she's like, we had both had, you know, little babies and stuff. And I walked into her bedroom or her, her side room and it, she had all this Iron Man stuff. And I was like, <laughs> Is that a movie? This? What is that? Like, What's this? What is this? And she goes, That's just a little race I did in Florida. And I was like, Oh, I just stared at it. And I was like, That's, is that a marathon? And you had to do what before the marathon? And she's talking to me about it. And I was like, Can I do that? And she goes, I think you need to do more than a 5K first. <laughs> I was like, so I signed up for a 10K and then I signed up for a 15K. And I just started, it just started snowballing. And before you know it, I was meeting people and they were like, you know, you could probably run a half marathon. I was like, no way. Like, so I started just meeting people and it just, it just kind of snowballed into that. What I love about that is it's similar to my story. You had, you had a friend who said, I'm going to go for a run, come with me. She got you out. You started kind of enjoying it. You did the first 5k. Did you PR the second 5k? Was it? The second one even better than the first one. I did PR. I did PR. I did, <laughs> but it was it was a mess, man. My feet hurt. I was like, we were we we're. I'm on goof anyway. Like you, if you ever see me on Instagram, I'm like I'm a goof. I'm like making fun of everything, and we're like stretching really hard before the 5K, like showing everybody we're stretching and stuff. <laughs> like we were making fun of ourselves, but yeah. And then you, it, it was good. And you had another friend who said, Hey, I did an Ironman and started kind of maybe broadening your horizons in terms of what was possible. Yeah. I always like looked at like, what is that? I want to do that. Like I never, I've never really backed down from a huge challenge. If I see it, I'm always just like, what if, like, what's the worst that can happen? Instead I say, what's the best that can happen? There you go. I can, man, can I do that? And they're like, well, maybe with training. Okay. You said yes. So I'm going to go try. Yeah. I heard something the other day. I, I can't remember where I heard it. I want to steal it for my own, but I have to give credit that it's not mine, but I heard someone say 
you want to change your can I do that to how do I do that? Because can I is sort of like I have doubt. It could go either way, but how do I then makes you go, okay, that now I can move forward. I have some forward momentum. I'm I can put together a plan. It just it changes the mindset from can I to how how do I? And I just love that. Well, and, and just to build on that, like it's not it's the it's not will it's like the power of yet. I don't, right. I don't know if you've read about the power of yet. And sometimes I'll put that on my hand. I'll just write yet. Like I haven't done that yes, yet. Exactly. It's going to happen. It's just it may not take the time frame that you think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen eventually. It's just not now. Love it. Love it. Okay, so you've done a half marathon at this point on the road. You haven't I, you haven't mentioned trail yet. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was a road runner for a good 10 years before I even got on the trails. So we're at, my son was born in 2008. That's when I met this iron, iron person. And, um, and so I was doing, I started to, I went to the half marathon. I mean, my first half marathon, I was, I was so, oh my gosh, I did the hottest half in August with Malou racing and I did theirs. And then I, and then after that, I did another half marathon. I met a couple other people and that was 2009 going into 2010. And I said, can I do a full marathon? I did the 3M half marathon. I don't know if you've ever done 3M before and it's in Austin and it's just a gradual decline. I highly recommend it to anybody that's (laughs) going to do that. But and I'm going down. I just feel the momentum pulling me down. I'm about mile 11. And I was like, I think I can do a full marathon. I think I really think I can. I'm actually running this thing and it's past 10 miles. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a half marathon. And that's when I knew like I, I'd met Libby Jones and I met uh, Leslie Jones. And we were all like, we're going to do, we're going to do a full marathon. This is also the time I had met coach Greg, his wife, Fiona, you know, I, I met them in the road running community. And so that's when, you know, he goes over to trails and we kind of all, you know, I went over and saw him doing that. So I trained in 2010 for the Dallas marathon all year long. And at the same time I'm doing half marathons, you know, leading up to the full marathon. And then I did my, you know, did the full marathon. And, and then I was like, man, what's, what's this triathlon all about? Like I just started, I was like, what if I can get into triathlon? Cause I love swimming. I was doing swim lessons with that lady that was, she was a swim coach. And so I kind of joined with her teaching swim lessons. And so I was like, I think I can do, if I get a bike and I can run, I bet I could do like half Ironman. So I started training and I did a half Ironman and then I was like, what if I do a full Ironman? I'm telling you, I just dream big. Like I just I I see something. I'm like, let's, let's just see if I can do this. Unfortunately, I think I hit my, I think I hit my limit. <laughs> I was doing the full Ironman. I got through the swim and then I got to the bike. I got around 104, my, my 104 kind of got lost, kind of got, had to get off a little bit. It was really hot. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I timed out. They didn't let me get to the marathon. Oh, gosh. So, but you gave it a go. It's like, so triathlon, triathlon's fun, but I really just enjoyed the running portion of, of the race. Got it. So I was like, okay, I see Greg kind of, you know, pop over to the trails and, you know, just friends were like, hey, let's try this trail thing. 
I'm like, why are y'all going and running in dirt? Like, why would you do that? Like, get your shoes dirty. Like, why would you do that? And they were like, it's really fun. It's really fun. I was like, okay, bye. Like, I don't want to do that. And then my friend Alicia, she's like, hey, we're going to Oak Point this afternoon or whatever. Do you want to join us? And, we're, and I said, is it trails? She was like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I tried and I fell in the trail. <laughs> I was like, this is not fun. And it just, the rest is history. <laughs> Even after the fall, you're like, Hey, that's what, what, yeah, that's it. It's part of trail running. I'm a man. I know. I kind of got off the trails for a little while. I was like licking my wounds and I was like, I just fall in the trails. And then Alicia and some friends were like, there's this race in Huntsville. It's called Love Run. It was around February. And I was like, well, that's cute. You know, I'll go do this this trail race. And it's in Huntsville State Park. And there's pine needles everywhere. And the smell is just wafting. And you're just loving it. And I thought, this is me. This is me. That Where I was running before, I was like, that's not me. But this pine needles and just the the feeling of just running for, I think it's a 25K or a half marathon, whatever. And I was like, this is me for sure. I love it. So you got the bug. And again, as a, again, a friend who said, hey, let's go run at Oak Point. It's, there's a common theme. And that's my story as well. It's usually the community. It's someone you know is setting right. encouragement. And I think that's what the trail running scene's all about. It's the people that you're doing it with. It's, you know, certainly there's, there's individual goals and things and milestones that you want to hit, but it's doing it with someone. I think that makes all the difference, at least to me. Absolutely. And there there was just something different about the trail running community. So we had, we had the races, you know, you're doing all these big races, these big marathons. And I love those too. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving running so much. I don't care where I'm running. But the big races were just like, it was just a little too much for me. It was overwhelming. I remember I'm a small town girl from West Texas. And right. here I am in the big cities and I'm doing all these. I'm going to Austin and I'm running and I'm going to California and running. I was trying to do Marathon Maniacs. I was trying to maniac and get, uh, you know, certain, do three marathons in three months or something like that. And I was just, you know, constantly upping the game and like, what can I do um, half fanatics and then the double agents. And I was just, I love, you know, achieving those goals. But then in the trail community, it was like, it just seemed like friends, you know, and here they're pulling out their chairs and they're like, they're just, here's a drink and we're just going to hang out and like grill or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is kind of yep. fun. Like just, just chill out. And, and I just, I found more peace instead of feeling so chaotic in one of those big, huge races, I felt there was a piece in the trail running community. And I felt like it was more like me anyway. So I just wanted to, I don't know, be more a part of that. Love it. And so you, you're, you have the trail running bug. Why a 50 miler? What, what was it that said? I got to do 50 miles. Okay. So after the DNF, so I DNF'd um, the full, full Ironman, I DNF'd it. I did like three or four of the half Ironman. But then when I DNF'd the full Ironman, I was also going, I was studying for my doctorate. And I was like, okay, when I get this doctorate done, I'm going to go back and I'm either going to go back and train for that, for that full Ironman. Or what if I do bigger races? And so I had tried to do Rocky 50 and I DNF'd. 
And I, about a mile in, I tripped, as I always do, tripped on a rock and went straight on my right knee. Mm. And I was a mile into this thing. And so I'm, I'm running. And remember, I'm like, I'm just like, let's go. I'll do whatever. Like if I fail, it's okay. It's just, you don't fail. You, you learn. Okay. You don't lose. You learn. So I was, I was learning so many lessons. <laughs> and so I fell and then I timed out. I couldn't get to that last loop in time. I, I missed it by like 34 minutes. And I was like, okay. So I did a 50K and, so I thought, okay, my next big thing when I graduate with my doctorate is I'm either going to go back and do one of these DNFs. Like I got to go back and get redemption. Yep. And I was like, I think the running is where I need to be <laughs> instead of it's really expensive to do a triathlon. Yep. And so, um, but I knew it had to be different this time. And that's when I decided to uh, get a coach because the coach Having a coach, I mean, I had done RRCA training for our, yeah, our, I did the run, running rotors, whatever, coaching associate. I did, I did level one coaching. I was excited. I was thinking about being a coach myself and I was like loving running so much. But then I was like, you know, I, I really need a coach. And Coach Greg had been coaching some people and I really started doing a lot of research. I mean, you really have to know. What is their philosophy about being a coach? There's some coaches that I was like, I think that's a little aggressive for my, I'm a working mom. Like I can't, I can't put forth that. I need more efficiency. And I I love, I love his demeanor and I love how gracious he is and how, how he's just, he's very efficient at what he does. And he understands what it's like to have a family. So I knew his, I know his wife, I know his girls. Like I just, I just knew it. And I knew that that's just somebody I wanted to work with. And so I was like, will you please be my coach? <laughs> and he's like, oh, absolutely. So um, I knew I wanted to go back and tackle something. So the 50 mile, I signed up with him August, 2021. And then we trained, we trained hard for that 50 mile. And I did it. And you did it. You did it. Get redemption. Congratulations. 50 miles. Huge accomplishment. I'm curious, um, Elaine, talk a little, talk to us a little bit about your running. Why and has it changed? So, pre fifty miler, was it all about getting redemption? That was why, and has it changed yeah. now that you've gotten to, on the other side of that? Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, it's always been about what's the next challenge in my life. You know, what can I tackle? And I'm a big tackler. Like I want to tackle something, and it was. It mostly it was the DNF. Like I don't like to fail, and and I don't mind. I don't mind, but it's I'm still very competitive, and so I wanted that the why the the running for me before the why the the DNF was just to be healthy. I was I was very overweight. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't consistent, but the running really just. God, it just felt like the fog in your brain, just like it just like parted. And I liked the way that that felt for me uh, instead of, you know, any other thing that you do that tried it to get it to go. I felt like running was really the piece that I was looking for. And so that was more of the why beforehand. And then I started challenging myself and then I got, man, I was like, I think I'm an athlete. Like, and I look back <laughs> at it. I've always been an athlete. Yep. And, and so I just wanted to kind of keep with that. Like, what does atomic habits say? I, I, I read the book of atomic habits and it says you identify with whatever you're doing. Like if you're, you want to be an athlete, be what athletes do. 
And so yeah. that's, that's what I was like. I'm an athlete. My why was really to dig deep. And Beyonce has this song that says, looking for something that lives inside me. Like, I can't wait to tap into that. My why mm-hmm. is to see, you know, what, what depth is inside of me and where can I say, man, I can't do that anymore and just go deeper and deeper. I mean, I want that for my son. He's 14. You know, I want him to see his mom and I don't want, I don't want him to see me sit on the couch all the time and just be, you just, I don't want him to see me lazy. I want him to see me active and enjoying life. I mean, we really are this blip on a screen. I like a blip in a, in a, in a big pool. Like we, life is so short and why would we waste any second of it and not go after our dreams and, and go after it? That's my philosophy. That was, I'm, I'm going to put that on a poster. That was amazing. I love that. And what a, you know, what a great example for your son to see, see mom out there tackling big goals, tackling big dreams, yeah. failing, but also getting back up and, and succeeding, getting redemption. And I think those are lessons he's catching from his mom. That That's super, that's just really cool. Well, it's been fun getting to know you, Elaine, a little bit deeper. And, you know, we end these Inside the Herds with our little lightning round. So I think All right, ready. time to jump into the Big Ass Runner Inside the Herd lightning round. First one, do you have go-to shoes? Yes. Uh, I unfortunately have some uh, very messed up feet. I deal with arthritis. I got the wide feet. And so my go-to is New Balance. I know it did not meet, uh, did not win on your uh, your March bracket. Madness. Of, yeah, your March not. Madness did not win, but I do New Balance. So for trails, they have the the New Balance more, super thick, like they're very cushiony. But I like those, especially like last year I was training for Dino Valley 100K, and there's lots of rocks, and I knew you know I needed something with a little bit more cushion. So I've been I've been running in the road shoe and the trail. They make a trail shoe of it of the New Balance New Balance more. I love it. New Balance more. What about fuel? Is there a fuel source? It could be liquid. It could be something you eat at the aid station. That is your absolute go to. So I'm not. Uh, I, I I do like Gatorade. I'm going old school with this. Uh, I, like I like that. Yeah. I like the Gatorade, all, a lot of the other stuff that I see out there, it gives, makes my stomach kind of turn a little bit and I'm, I'm trying, but also I'm a PBJ girl. I love, hey. I love peanut butter and jelly. I could always tell you when I'm coming to the aid station, I'm eating an orange, I'm eating the PBJ, I'm getting some pickle, I get some pickle juice and, and then I'm, I'm just going on in my pack. I'm, I have a Huma gels like the blueberry, the strawberry, and the raspberry. And then I'm having spring energy so that I can just alternate those. And I'm having those about like, you know, every 30 minutes I'm, I'm, I'm eating those. And then when it comes to aid station, it's just all day buffet, Jeff, it's right. all day, all day buffet when you're doing the ultra. That is exactly right. That's what we love about it. What about hydration? Are you a handheld person, a belt person, a vest person, or does it depend on distance? all the above. If I'm just going out with the team dirt and vert run on a Tuesday, I may do a handheld. 
If I, I love my phone, so I do like my Nathan hydration vest, the pinnacle that has the, you know, it has the four liters in the front. And so I really enjoy wearing this race vest. That's kind of, that's kind of, you know, tighter at the top. Um, I like wearing it just, and I really try to do those during my, uh, during my long runs and, and my practice so that I get the feel of that. But I really don't like anything in my hands when I'm running. I like to be able to catch myself when I fall or something like yeah. I just, I just want to be able to have that in my hand. So most of the time it's the, and sometimes I do the hydration pack in the back, but it's really heavy and it, and it, it really does take out time. Like if you're having to come to an aid station and you have to fill it up. So, uh, I like the two, uh, the two flasks in the front. Love it. What about pre race meal? It could either be night before or the morning of you have some go-tos there. Okay. So Night before, I try to keep it light. If I do a pizza, I do like a cauliflower pizza or something that's just something normal that I've always had. I do like Chipotle. The night before is really good. Then I'll throw some rice and stuff that I may not have on other days. In the morning of, it's always one of those protein cookies. So I'll have a protein cookie. It's like 420 calories. I know how many calories I'm taking in before the race. I have a little shot of coffee and some water and I'm good to go. Good to, is it that was it? What's that brand of protein? Because it's like the Larry and yeah, Lenny's and Larry's, and then uh, usually it's the lemon poppy seed or the oatmeal raisin. Nice. I'm a fan of the, the Snickerdoodle is my favorite of that one. All right. What about after a race? Do you, do you have a mirror like okay, I've burned my calories. Now I get to enjoy putting them back in. What's your What's your favorite after race meal? Cheeseburgers. Hey. All right. Like it's a half marathon or more. We're going straight to Waterburger. We're getting the cheeseburger with a bun, and we're we're having the cheeseburger. If it's less than a, uh, I'll go for so like some velvet tacos, some salmon tacos, or something that's a little bit in a lighter flair. But if it's a half marathon or more, or more than that, we're eating either Mexican food or we're having cheeseburgers. You know, today I've been trying to eat a little bit better, but today it hit me. I was like. I gotta have a cheese. I didn't. I didn't do it, but I wanted a cheeseburger so bad from Waterburger. Bacon. You know, I don't love bacon on my burger for some reason. I love bacon. Don't get me wrong, but I for some reason give me cheese, a lot of cheese. Give me onion. Give me, but yeah, no bacon. I don't know why. It's controversial. <laughs> what about favorite piece of gear? Oh my gosh, I love it all. My waist belt is pretty cool. Like it's the Ultra Spire waist belt that's like six oh, yeah. lumens, and you like put a little put the thing in there. You know, for the hundred k at Rocky, it's all I needed. Like I don't like things on my head. It like it makes my head hurt. But I think you do the Kogala, right? I do. Yes, you do the Kogala. I like those too. But coach was giving me an idea about this Ultra Spire and. I tried it on. I was like, this is pretty cool. And I have a lot of night vision problems. And so I just want to, you know, it lights it up pretty good. So I, I, I think I'm going to stick with that one. I really am. I love it. That's that's good stuff. All right. This next one, I know one song. We, we have a song in common. Yes, we do. We love Boom by P.O.D. So you can't say that. If you're going to pick another walk-up song. <laughs> You get to select it. You're walking up to the starting line. You're about to toe the line. And it's like in baseball where you get a walk-up song. If it's not Boom by P.O.D., what's it going to be? I think 
probably Macklemore can't hold oh. us. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, I love I love running to that song, and it just kind of just gets you going. Do you know who Macklemore's doppelganger is? Who is that? Stephen Pritt. Yeah, you're right. Think, think about it. Uh, it. Yes, everyone right now, look up Stephen Pritt on Instagram and then look at Macklemore. And you're going to be like, that is the same person. <laughs> All right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And I'm going to ask you, what is a guilty pleasure TV or movie, TV show or movie? All right, well... I kept hearing y'all talk about Ted Lasso all the time, and I finally caved in it. You're right. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes I have to rewind it because I'm like, what did they say? Like, I have to, I need it's to so put the clever, clothes back. Yeah. But it's so good. It's really got a great story. I'm a, like a naked and afraid, um, alone. I like I like to see people go out there and try to, you know, do that sort of thing. So that's my guilty pleasure. I love anything. Uh, also, reality television. Sorry, but I'm a reality TV freak. Like, I love I love watching them. All of it. Survivor. Do not apologize because I am as well. I watch Survivor. And this is going to blow some minds. I watch The Bachelor. But I have to explain why. Because my daughter watches it and it gives us something to talk about. So there you go. That's my that's my reasoning anyway. Okay, love I wasn't going to say The Bachelor, but I I as well love The Bachelor. There you go. Hey, no no shame. That's why it's called guilty pleasure. All right. What about guilty pleasure food? Is there something you're at the supermarket and you're like, "Man, this always ends up in my cart." I have a, a weakness for donuts. Mm-hmm. And I know you like the powdered donuts. But I like, like all the donut bowls and stuff like that. Like I can't. It's just it's at work if they've got like some donuts and I'm like, eh, I'm, eh, I'm running like I might as well. Like so they had I'll some bring at, up later. They had some at Struggle Bus on Sunday and I was like, eh. I mean I I gotta be strong, man. I gotta be strong. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's any kind of do- I don't like chocolate donuts, but any other kind of donuts I love. No, cinnamon rolls, apple fritters. Oh, cinnamon rolls. My, oh my, my son and I went to Donut Fest one year, and we learned about <laughs> the um, the cinnamon roll donut over at Ernest Donuts. Like Incredible. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. All right, this is the last question. Last question, and so we're taking out – golden ticket scenarios we're taking out lottery scenarios you can you can just wave a magic wand and run any race in the world what is your one race that you would select jeff please cocodona hey all right i'm serious there's something okay i have to tell my story Every time I find money on the ground, it goes in my Coca-Dona jar and I say, oh my gosh, there's Coca-Dona money <laughs> because it's definitely expensive to do Coca-Dona and you take off a week and stuff, but it's about to happen again this year. There's something calling me from Arizona. Like it, it is. So I've, I'm signed up to run Havelina 100K this year in All October. Right. And I know that y'all are planning on doing the Black Canyon in February, so I'm, I'm really thinking about it. You There's should. Some, it's amazing. No, it's a party in the desert, man. It's going to be so much fun. So, Havelina 100 uh, 
okay, Heavenly Hood, that's a bucket list race for me. And so I went ahead and just, I'm signing up for it. I got everything kind of in line to do that. But there's something about Cocodona. Like, it's just, I watch it. I see him on, I see Arababa running and I'm like, I want to be over there doing that. So yeah. I'm either, I'm either going to try to do if they have the, the 125 neck in 2024, maybe I'll do that. Or I just, man, just jump in and do it. Like I'm just, oh, my heart, it's over there. I love it. You know what? I, I, I relate to that too. That that's what the way I felt about Black Canyon, but there is something about Cocodona. Yeah. It's yeah, just intriguing. Our friend Andrew's running it this year. We'll get to hear about that ex- experience, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good luck, at Andrew. Least, exactly. And I at least want to crew it or pace, pace somebody there. I, I definitely want to do something there for sure. Right. I Very good. Well, Elaine, this has been so much fun. You are so yeah. much fun. Thank you for being part of the Big Ass Runner Herd. We appreciate you so much. And yeah, this has just been a blast. On behalf of the trail running community and in, for the for the trail runners over in DFW that, you know, we see you at events and stuff. I just want to thank you. Thank Stephen too for what y'all started with the Big Ash Runner podcast. Like you, you have done so much for me and my running and the 100K that I ran. And I just, y'all played, a, y'all played an integral part in one of those loops that y'all were in the dark with me running. So I just thank you for the content that you create and the positivity and the shout outs and kudos. My shout out and kudo is to you, my friend. Oh, so, so kind, so kind. Thank you so much. You know, you know actually it's, it is the, the feedback, the words of encouragement, just like that, that, that keep us going. So thank you so much for that. One of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. And today I want to give a shout out and kudo to our newest partner, Blaze Trails Running. Blaze Trails, it's Chris and Ann Barnwell. They are amazing and they are fantastic race directors. They just finished the Coyote run. I was not able to make that one because I had a prior engagement, but Possum's Revenge on May 20th is going to be my first trail race back from the foot surgery that is on like i said may 20th out the possum kingdom lake area super cool race and you heard our announcement a few weeks ago lake murray october 28th it is an official big ass runner meetup event there are so many different links and distances to sign up for make sure you register because i think they're gonna i don't hope they sell out that'd be super cool they have a 5-mile, a 25K, a 50K, a 100K, and a 100-miler out at Lake Murray. There's camping options, all kinds of cool stuff. We would love to see you out at Lake Murray Endurance Run on October 28th. Ladies and gentlemen. It's Marcy Baser. 
Hey, Jeff, how are you? What is happening? Oh, man, just living the dream, Jeff, living the dream. It's been like a whole three weeks. <laughs> I know. Since I last spoke to you. I'm still around. I'm Here still we go. There around. we go. There we go. All right, I was going to start pushing buttons start for you. Running that, oh, oh, I was going to hit go. the right one there. That's it. <laughs> Well, you still have your Johnji on. You're, you've been wearing it for three weeks straight. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you right now, the Johnji holds up and it it bre- it's breathable. So it's not yeah. very smelly either after wearing it for three weeks straight. <laughs> very. Hey, breathable. you know what? That is a good sign of good quality. <laughs> I think so. Yes, we. In, in all all kidding aside, you have enjoyed the Johnji. I have. Yes, we did yeah. not have anything for our female runners, and so we're very excited. That you're trying it on and you love it. I do. Well, and I'll tell you this, Jeff. I misjudged the size of my body, as I often do. I always <laughs> feel like things are much smaller than they really are. You know, I'm probably looking in that side mirror in oh, your yes. car where they appear much appears. smaller than they actually are. <laughs> and judging by that. So I misjudged myself with my size. And I will tell you, they were so quick and so sweet and so polite to make a nice return for me as well. Aww. And it was easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. That is good to hear. Yeah, they've been great to work with. They're one of our partners on the show. John G, J-A-N-J-I.com. B-A-R-15 gets you 15% off. That is a bonus. Nice. Their rain jackets, I, I have two of them now. The rain jackets are unbelievable, but it sounds like the cap you love. The cap I love. The britches the, I love. You call the britches? Is that the My real britches. name? The britches. Well, I mean, they Stretch probably gonna, they should call them the britches. <laughs> They're fantastic. They're, yes. They breathe yeah. and they, after three weeks, still smell great. Uh, they still smell good and my thighs are not chafing. So oh, all it, good things. Boom. There bing, we go. Bing, 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 bing. More than one. I love it. Well, very excited about that. Well, today, Marcy, so most people probably know you by now, but if you're new to the show, maybe they don't. Maybe this is the first time they're here. Maybe, Welcome. Maybe they're like, who is this person who sounds so amazing, but doesn't sound like she runs a lot. You know why she doesn't run a lot? Because she thinks running is stupid. And so we are trying to change her tune, her mind. We've got her in running clothes The now. clothing is helping. I will say, I like the clothes. And we learned a few weeks ago that you preferred running over a lot of stuff. Over a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> but not personal humiliation. I'll take personal humiliation over running. But yes, pain, for, for actual physical pain, Alex. I will take running. There you go. <laughs> yes. Personal pain is a no-go. No-go for me. I humiliation. Don't like pain. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like me being host of this show. Humiliation. I'll take it. Happens every day. You make fun of me all day long. I don't care. (laughs) I love that. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit more. And if if you've listened to this show a long time, what I want you to do is play along and see if you can guess what Marcy's answers are going to be. Fun, fun. And normally we have 10 plus a bonus today. We're going crazy. Oh, my goodness. Are we we going to hear 17 questions. 17 questions. I know. (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) Some of these are deeper than others. Okay. Okay. But they're all fun. They're all fun. It's going to be a good time. Let's play Get to Know Marcy Baser. (laughs) All right. Number one. You ready? 17. Let's do it. Besides soap carving, what are your favorite (laughs) hobbies? Soap carving. I didn't. How did you even know about that? Oh, I everyone knows that, about okay, that. Okay. Well, other than soap carving, I'm kind of 
boring. I really enjoy reading. That's not boring. <laughs> it's a little boring. I think uh, I think more people should read. I think so. Is laking a hobby? I don't know what that means. I like lake. to go to the lake. Oh, oh. <laughs> Laking is a hobby. I like to lake. You like to go to the lake. That yeah, is a, that that's is a, hobby. a hobby. Yeah. What's a good way to say I like to drink wine without sounding like a, I like to drink. I like, I like, <laughs> I like drink to lots drink of wine. wine. I'm a wine we're, aficionado. We're going re- to refer to Allison, Allison here Allison, what would be the word? Wine oh, there you go. Aficionado. There you go. I'm a cheap wine aficionado. <laughs> is there such a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's There me. is now. Yeah, there you go. So okay. those are some of my fun so things to do. So soap carving, wine aficionadoing, <laughs> laking, and reading. Yeah. All yeah. at the same time. And hanging out with you. Oh, yay. Yay. Hang on. Yay. <laughs> that's, uh, that is a hobby. Oh, for sure. That is a hobby. Well, that's good. So we got to know, you know, the reading I knew. Yeah. The licking I knew, the wine I knew, the soap carving was new to me. Well, it was new to me too, Jeff. <laughs> that was new to both of us. Oh, man. I'm going to have to try it when I get home. Oh, it's, it's so fun. Oh, <laughs> Tim my only gosh. lets me have butter knives at the house, though. There was an well, incident. Well, there was a, yeah, yeah there, there was, was that an time. incident. <laughs> that one time. Okay, number two, get to know Marcy Baser. Other than ukulele ballads, what is your favorite? <laughs> kind of music to listen to oh you know you know it's the yacht rock hey yes, hopefully everyone I at love home the yacht rock knew that one if you've been listening and paying attention you knew that one. yeah the yacht rock. do you have a quintessential this is not on i'm going off script okay a quintessential i think we've asked this before favorite Yacht Rock song. We, I think we talked about Sailing. I think That you, was Tim's. Yeah, I think you had a different one. I think, well, and then Tim made me change my mind. Like, I think I know what my favorite stuff is, and I say it, and then so Tim will tell me Tim. what my real favorite stuff is. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's why like, we didn't include him. Yeah, Tim knows me better than I know myself. So, I mean, it would have to be Hall & Oates. Mm. That would be my favorite band from, from the Yacht Rock era. Yeah. But choosing one of their songs is a little tough. It's tough. It's tough. They got a lot of good ones. I know. Let's sing some. Just don't no, listen to them live. No t- well, I know. I'm glad I didn't get it ruined for me like it was I know. That's for right. You. you didn't go to that concert. No. Thankfully. Thankfully, they're still my favorite. You still have high, <laughs> hold them in <laughs> high not, regard. Yeah. They haven't ruined it for me. Tim and I can't stand them anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not true. We like to listen to them. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Okay. Yeah. Number three, get to know Marcy Baser. What is your favorite movie? Oh, I was running. It is actually Forrest Gump. Yes. <laughs> I knew that. I love Forrest Gump. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. I think everyone who's been listening to the show knew that. Yes, I do. I refer to him a lot. He's, I mean, if I was, it's probably my spirit animal. It's Forrest Gump. It's Forrest Gump. Do you have a favorite scene or period of his life? God, they're all so they're good. So good. One of the favorites are when they stick him in, like when they had him up there with Nixon. <laughs> that was so good. He's got to pee. Yes. Or when he shows his butt to the president, yeah. or it's just, or how they'll have him kind of in the background of a real scene. Because he had just, about 13 of those Dr. Yes, Peppers. it was so good. All of those. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. I think I said my favorite line before, but when Which he one? says, my favorite line from the movie is, 
Well, he said something about, I want to get my sea legs. You ain't got no <laughs> legs, you damn damn. You'd be surprised how often I can work that into conversation. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. Okay, oh. there we go. I knew that one. So far, I'm three for three. What's yours? Favorite movie? I think I've always said Shawshank Redemption. It's good. Yeah, I've always said it's that. It's sad. On the What's his real favorite movie? Allison's like... Fletch, well, yeah, that sounds about more on brand right there. Yeah, well, you've got to, if you go comedy, it's definitely Fletch and Caddyshack, those two. Yeah. Uncle Buck. And there's some, there's some, there's some classics. It's hard to choose. Yeah. Fletch would definitely be my favorite comedy. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Erwin M. Fletcher, you choose. I lost. Okay, here we go. Number four. Do you have any pets? And if so, what are they like? Oh, Loaded question. Yeah. Yes, I do. I have Bendy. And what is Bendy like? Well, she's a Catahoula leopard. Whoa. Which, yeah. Nobody's ever heard of that, including us when it got it. Know why? Because they're not supposed to be pets. Uh-oh. Yes, yes. They Those are a working dog. I believe they're supposed to. They were bred to hunt hogs in Louisiana. Well, he... Bendy hunted my nuts for a yeah, while. Yeah, she did. <laughs> now she's old and senile, and she's just sweet as peaches. But yeah. man, there for first a while, couple she's of a years, tough. she's a little tough. You yeah. even lived with her. <laughs> it was, that's what it took. I had to exactly. live with Bendy. Yeah, when our when we bought our house and we had to renovate it, we lived with the Bazers for was that a couple months? It was the best months. It of was our so lives. much fun. We still are trying to get you guys back over there. Yeah, and I got to live with Bendy, and we we. Made you amends. You oh, did. Big time bonded. <laughs> Just don't wear a cap. She doesn't like caps. Yeah, there's certain things. And don't leave the house without turning around. She likes eye contact. Yeah. She's... When you're leaving the house. <laughs> yep. That's the best way. Could get your butt bit. And don't call her her a him. <laughs> she does not care for that. She does not care She's like, that. you know what? I know my pronouns. And you better know them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is a she. She, uh, yeah, she at first, I didn't think that that was going to be a nut I could crack, but. <laughs> she thought it was a nut she could crack, though. <laughs> she, she did try several times to crack that. Well, we'll move on. That is Bindi. Moving on from Bindi the Magnificent. She's she insane. Is, she is very sweet now. Okay, number five. What is your favorite food to eat? Pizza. Pizza. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the pizza ice cream we had on here, though? That was so bad. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The whole thing of ice cream was yeah, bad. Yeah, we had an in. episode. Did you find... I think I you saw them, them in them at Walmart, Walmart and bought all of them and brought them in for taste test. They were different ice creams Macaroni but weird cheese. flavors. Yeah. And there were a couple we liked. There was a couple of normal ones in there. Yeah. Like a Cherry's Jubilee or something. And yeah. then mac yeah. and cheese and pizza and weird stuff. Anything that was weird was disgusting. It was. And then you also got to hear a smacking through the whole thing. So there, <laughs> there was just so much yumminess happening in that episode. It's true. And, and to no one's surprise, Tim liked it all. <laughs> Actually, I think I did. Oh, you did too? I liked it all. Tim did not. Oh, okay. Because usually Tim will eat I anything. I like the sugar in it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim will eat anything. Tim is pretty much known to eat everything but casserole. Rolls. Well, we just call them bakes, and then he eats them. <laughs> and then he eats them. And then he eats them. You just have to overs. rename it. No, nope, you just put some cheese on it and call it by yeah. a different name. That's probably one of the most surprising things about Tim no is he leftovers. doesn't like leftovers. I know. I ate them for lunch. It's like it's like more food. Why wouldn't you like left? It tastes yeah, the same. It was great the first time. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I don't want that again. That's, I know. You know what? That's the only time he's a prima donna. 
yeah. is, is in the leftover he, genre. He, he kind of flicks his hair to the side. <laughs> and says, not, I'm not eating that again, Marcy. I'm like, not for Ugh. me. Yeah, cereal nope. for you, buddy. I'm eating this meatloaf. <laughs> what, if, what if it was leftover casserole? That'd be a oh, double whammy. You know what he'd think? I was leaving him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, think, are you, are you trying to over. end this marriage? <laughs> this thing's over. She's really mad at me. Leftover casserole. She's, she's packing my bags. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, that was what your favorite food to eat. What about your favorite food to make? Because you're a good cook. Uh, oh, thanks, Jeff. Oh, you're welcome. I would say baking. I enjoy baking. I like not cakes because I can't make things very pretty. I can make things taste good, but I don't have the skill set to make things pretty. So Taste is better than pretty. Well, thank you. Yeah, anything in the baking field that has sugar in it. I'm just a big sugar fan. <laughs> Sounds like Yeah. It. I like anything sugar. Anything with sugar. Anything with sugar I like to make. I like it. Yeah. I like it literally and figuratively. Yes, All right. What yes. about this is number seven? How many have you gotten right, by the way, if you're scoring at home? What is, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm not positive. Okay. What is your favorite travel destination? What do you think it is, Jeff? I think it might be Bora Bora. I think you fell in love with Bora Bora. That was a really cool, cool place and to then go. I was it say was a Costa Rica. And then I was going to say the <laughs> lake. <laughs> you like to travel. My favorite travel destination actually is the lake. Yeah, see? Yeah, I do. That's where I, I would have landed. Yeah, I like the lake. Those places were cool, but going there over and over and over again. The only place I want to go over and over again is the lake. Just the lake. There yeah. you go. I There's just something right. about me and my white trash ways. It's <laughs> You can't take it out of me. I <laughs> <laughs> got a ding, apparently. Ding! All right. I don't think I know the answer to this next one. What is your favorite TV show? Oh, my goodness. I don't, do think, I don't think I one? know this one. <laughs> well, then that makes two of us. Right now, it's The Chosen. The Chosen. Yeah, I, I gave yeah. you the Jesus juke on that one, you but did. I actually really like that it's good. show. It's good. It brings like, I, I'm not a very emotional person, but every time the Jesus guy shows up, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like a really cool encounter and I do tear up. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Marcy has some feelings <laughs> over do, there. I do have a few feelers <laughs> that come out with Jesus. <laughs> Is there any other shows you watch regularly? Like if it's on like Survivor um, or... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, you know what? What's that? Oh, yes, what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. That's Alice, hilarious. My wife, Allison, chiming yeah, in. Yeah, she did chime in on a good one. She's over there. Yeah, yeah. I like that and that one. So if you haven't watched either one, watch both, and that will just describe my personality to you. <laughs> you're you're going to see it all. You're like, wow, she's dark, but she does like her some Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What yeah, I didn't know the answer to that, great. and neither did you. So, but Allison did. But Allison did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. She's over there crocheting uh, and spitting out knowledge, as she always yeah, does. She always does. Okay, number nine. I think I know the answer to this one. So exciting! Favorite actor. Oh, you think you know it? Oh, uh, yes. I think we all know Bradley it. Bradley Pitt. Pitt. Yep. <laughs> Even the old version of him. Yeah, yeah. Because yours and Tim's is the same. Yeah, yeah. We have the same one. That's our freebie. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> oh, my god. Oh, gosh. that's probably going to have to be edited out. Probably not. <laughs> no, nah, let it ride. It's fine. It it's ride. fine. <laughs> they, they've got a chuckle uh, out of it. <laughs> now we're turning a little bit more serious i suppose okay a little more deep are mm -hmm. there any 
causes or social issues you that are important to you? Well, yes, Jeff. I'm not, I'm so <laughs> I thought there asked. might be. <laughs> uh, you know, homelessness is a big deal to me and how it's handled. Yep. You know, it's not like let's just give stuff to everybody on the street and do it that I don't care for that, but homelessness is a big issue for me. Um, and youth. Yep. Yeah, obviously not. I mean, I think all youths are bad. So we need to eradicate them. But <laughs> She's kidding, by the way. I am joking. I am joking. But youth homelessness is definitely dear to my heart. Yes. And kids that are aging out of foster care and no places to go. And I mean, there's a lot of things that are orphans in general. Um, gosh, Jeff, that was a loaded question. I know. Well, I know. I, yeah. knew, I knew. I knew all of those actually. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're in the same boat with me. Yeah, we're in the same boat. We've done a lot of this stuff together. We have. We have. Other than the eradicating youth, that was completely me working <laughs> yeah, I'm, alone. I'm for youth. <laughs> well, Allison helped me hide the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding in agreement over yeah, there. Yeah. See, I told you. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's a good one. I got, I nailed that one. You did. Nailed it. I knew you would. I think I know. I do know the answer to this one too. You may expand on it though, but I know one for sure. Do you have any unique talents or skills? And you think you know the answer? Then you tell me. You <laughs> do I? You can any? leg wrestle. Leg wrestling. That is. It is. I. I. I'm not even sure. I still have that skill or yes. talent anymore. But it was something that I had as a whippersnapper that I carried clean into my early 40s. At this point, I'm afraid I might break a hip or something <laughs> along those lines. So I haven't done it. I've gone into retirement, but I could whip over yes, anybody. You, Most people don't even know what it is. <laughs> you are an incredible leg wrestler. I am an incredible leg wrestler. And Come one from of, a long line of leg wrestlers. <laughs> yes, and one of, one of our friend's friends challenged you Oh. And it didn't go well for her. Bless her heart. Bless her. <laughs> she challenged me over and over again. She got flipped into the lake left and right. It was so sad. So sad. She yes. thought she knew how to leg wrestle. Turned out she did not. She did not. She, she knew how to get not. flown on her back. Yeah. That's not even she a She knew how to take a take a whipping, is what she knew. <laughs> I put that was her unique talent. Long gr giant grown men I've thrown down. It's technique. It's technique. Yes, and which is why my I will, legs are built like tree trunks, so that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> which is why I will never challenge you to a leg wrestling. And I learned conference. it from my mother. Oh, of course you yeah. did. Vidi, <laughs> who used to throw my father, who, mind you, was a professional football player. An and offensive she, lineman, no yeah, less. Defensive lineman, oh, but defensive. still oh, big boy. Offensive. Strong legs. Yeah. She could throw him. And she she's passed on the secrets. Wow. I have shared them with my daughter, and it shall go. On and on and on. <laughs> Charlie continues. <laughs> she the continues line the legacy of leg wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. I thought your dad was offensive lineman. I learned something new. Yep. Defensive end. There you go. Defensive end. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right. See, I knew that one. Are there, I don't know this one, I don't think. Are there any languages or cultures that you are interested in learning more about? Swahili. Whoa, Swahili. Yes, for sure. Swahili. I feel like, why wouldn't you want to know Swahili? <laughs> Fair, fair point. Actually, Italian, because I want to go to Italy. Okay. So that would make sense to know it, Italian. Another culture. And um, I mean, I feel like 
I somewhat know. I mean, I don't know the culture because I've never been there yet. Right, but right. The food is quite intriguing to me. I love me some Italian oh, food. It's delicious. And if I could actually speak to them Italian, which I've gone so far as to put onto my Duolingo, I just haven't really done it yet. So we're working on it. So this is Trialingo. You're going to know Spanish, English, and Italian. Well, I don't really know Spanish, Jeff. Well, we're getting there. <laughs> I am good at Pig Latin. Oh, I get it. Pig Latin, right? Ise uye ederle. Well, that's good. Yeah. Little Spanglish. Flute. Yeah, and some Spanglish. Yeah. Okay, so Italian. I Italian. Don't, I don't know that I would have known that. <laughs> I really didn't know I'd know that about myself either, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a good one. Number 13. We're already, we're already at number 13. Oh, my goodness. What's something that makes you really happy? You can't goodness say the lake. Gracious, Jeff, I know I'm that a one. happy girl. I know. That's what makes Jeep? me happy? The Jeep makes me happy. Yeah. That's a good time world right there. Peace. World peace would make me happy. I'm not really <laughs> expecting to see it. Jesus coming back, I'd like that too. That would be good. All good things that would make me happy. But what just makes me happy is a sunny day that's not too hot, that you can just be outside and enjoy it and be with friends and people. People make me happy when they're not pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. Well, it's very truthful. Yes, it's very, well, I expect I mean, nothing less. Yeah, it's one end or the other, but... uh. I expect nothing. I don't know. Less. You know, you just have some of those days where you're just you're just yeah. in the zone. Mm-hmm. Everything's that. clicking. It is. I love that. Probably some sugar. There's a lot of there, sugar. Some baking. And probably some wine too. Some wine. <laughs> some wine. Yeah. Definitely some pizza. Some reading. Some good times. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? Oh, I have a lot of memories. 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 The corners of my mind. A favorite one. Oh, that's a tough one, Jeff. I'd have to actually think on that for a minute. I'm just going to spout the first one that comes to my mind. Oh, this is not a favorite one, Uh-oh, but it was the first one that came to my mind. There was a spark. A spark just happened. So my cousins and I all grew up together in the same town, and we were very, very close, like best friends slash siblings kind of close, like parents would just drop us off in rooms together and raise yourselves like wolves. But we, I can remember we were in my cousin's room, one of my cousin's rooms and we had apples and we, I think I threw one and hit the ceiling. I'm like, cool. It left a mark. Uh And she was like, threw hers up there, hit the ceiling. Cool. It left a mark. Uh Oh, we literally peppered her entire ceiling with apples <laughs> with an apple well each had her own apple oh and, yeah i mean just hitting that ceiling and we had so much fun and then her mom came up yeah. there and literally took a brush and whipped her asses oh no but <laughs> that part was not was the not, good part but it was fun. like the first memory that came to my mind was it one of those popcorn ceilings or was yeah. it just, yeah yeah there's no getting that stuff off no. it was like you're gonna have to repaint the ceiling but you know what they oh. did they just lived with spotted ceilings. So every time I went over there, yeah. They just moved. Yeah. They eventually did. Yeah. They actually bought our house that we lived in. No way. <laughs> That's how close the families all oh were. We just changed gosh. houses. We moved around. Just flip-flop. Yeah. Love it. That's a good memory. Apples and ceilings. Well, other than the end of it, it was it was fun. <laughs> I mean, part, we had so much fun. <laughs> that part. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You know, throwing time. apples. Sometimes it's, it's like it's a good worst gun. Simple. Simple you know? stuff. Growing up with my cousins rocked. I love it. Okay, let's go to number 16. I'm okay. skipping 15 because it's the same question I asked earlier. I don't know how okay. I did that. But number 16, 
If you could switch lives for with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a really good that's question. Deep, you got to think about deep. that one. Well, I'd want it to be a man just because I'd want to know what it's like to feel like to be a man. Yeah. And I think maybe it would be TB. I might want to be Timmy time for really? a Really? Who, who doesn't want to be Timmy yeah, time? Yeah, I would like to know what it's really like in his mind so I can either <laughs> tell him Quit griping about that because I've already know what it's like. So I can, you know, or yeah. be like, wow, how do you put up with me? <laughs> I think that, that might be more of it. I might have a lot more compassion. <laughs> but I think yeah. it would be interesting to be your spouse for a day. That's interesting. That is interesting. I did not, I didn't see you go in that direction. No. I thought you were going to go Brad Pitt or something like that. Well, you would, yeah. But no, I think it, it would be much more beneficial for me to learn what it's like to be Tim. Yeah. See, that's that's much more interesting an answer than what mine would be. What's yours? I would want to switch with like Barry Gibb or someone and, and, <laughs> yeah, and be, be like have a concert. Like see what it's oh, like. Oh, that would be cool. To be that talented. I don't and, want to be Tim anymore. And to sing like Taylor Swift. <laughs> it'd be kind of cool, cool to be Taylor Swift and do one of her concerts. What would that be like? That would be super cool and have all those fans and then just a – what have it would the be talent like, and be on stage and not be scared yeah exactly <laughs> that would be pretty cool be interesting all right that's the last one marcy you ready okay. for this, this, this a, little bit, a little bit deeper what is something that people often misunderstand about you probably my humor <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it i think you get it oh we all get it <laughs> what do they really misunderstand about me um that's another really good question. I think I come across, okay, we're getting a little deep here. Yes, we're getting gonna, deep. I'm going to be vulnerable, which happens once every 10 years. I think people think I am tougher exteriorly. Is that even a word? Exteriorly? On the exterior? Yeah, on the exterior. Then I really am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of put up a tougher front than I, I'm. I'm kind of a softy on the inside oh you're just now everybody knows yeah but if you try to say that to me i'll punch you <laughs> <laughs> you'll slam him i will you'll, body i will leg, leg wrestle, wrestle you down to the ground that's right <laughs> well that is so nice of you to be vulnerable <laughs> well i'm learning from others i'm yes. learning from others i mean i'm almost 49 it's time it's time Ooh, to learn from others. We have a big celebration coming up. Well, not too big. It's just 49. It's not no, 50. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying in 12, when okay. your birthday. Well, 13 your birthday months, it will be a big one. Is in May. May, May 31st. We, yeah, because we celebrate the whole month. Mm-hmm. The it's month of May is set aside for Set MB. aside for, yeah. so we got, we got about 13, 14 months. Yeah. Oh, Then man, the big one. It's going to be a party. Oh. Hello. Can we get Barry Gibb there? Heck Yeah. <laughs> Timmy time already looks like Barry Gibb. We'll just have him do Barry Gibb. Just have him do Barry. (laughs) He's been working on his songs. He has he ever? Has he ever? Man, can't wait. He ever can't wait for Timmy time to sing again. It's been been too long. He's coming back. He's ready. He's chomping at the bit. He's been practicing. Chomping at the bit. Well, ladies and we learned a lot, ladies and gentlemen. That is (laughs) like it or not, Marcy (laughs) Baser. Woo! Thanks, guy.
Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 148 of The Big Ass Runner. Thanks to all involved. Heather for the intro. Elaine Valley for sharing some of her story with us, getting to know her a little bit better. Of course, to the great Marcy Baser for getting to know her better as well. This is just a get-to-know-you kind of episode. And, of course, thanks to our newest sponsor, Blaze Trails, Anne and Chris Barnwell. Really thankful for you guys. And, of course, as always, the person that makes us sound so good, Steve Sasparilla Saunders. Oh, yeah. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. With one of our folks in Jesus, it's the noise canceling, sit in your ear, pod, iPod. Good Lord. I don't know how to turn this down. (laughs) I feel like you've lost complete control of your board over there. (laughs) You're right. Clearly. Here. Hey, Allison, would you mind turning the fan on? Sorry, Steve, you can cut that out. We're, we're, it's, it's like an oven in here. And of course, thanks to our newest pot, to our newest sponsor.